Yo, what's going on, brothers? Oh, hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. This is a wonderful one over here. This is the second episode of the day. Earlier on, I recorded the bonus episode, and right now we're recording episode number 251 of the TR Expert Talks. It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington. I'm here at Gentle Fitness Company Studio, and today what I want to do is today I want to do a correction. So I've been meaning to do this for a couple of weeks now. I have known this for a little bit, and I just kind of didn't get around to it, or I just neglected it. You know, sometimes just things come up, and then I have other things that I want to get done, and then, like, I forget about them, and then I'm like, oh, that's right, I need to get it done, and then I forget about it again, and then I eventually record two podcast episodes in one day, and I get around to it <laughs> because I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, yo, check it out. Today, we're going to be talking about foam rolling. I want to talk about those myofascial, those self-myofascial releases. I talked about them in uh, episode number 204, I believe it was, and I talked about them incorrectly. I talked about scar tissue, and I talked about how uh, myofascial releases is breaking up of scar tissue, imagining your scar tissue is like a scab that's on your muscles, which is more or less not correct. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to try to give you the real lowdown on what the latest knowledge, latest information is on myofascial, self-myofascial releases and myofascial releases in general. And we'll give you the scoop on how to use your foam roller properly as well as when to stretch. So anyways, let's go ahead and get this episode underway, but before we get this episode underway, let me go ahead and make sure that you know that I would appreciate it if you shared this podcast. You can do it really easily. You can take a screenshot and put it up on your social media, or you can copy the link and send it over to your friend via text message or email. Anyway, it would suffice. I would really appreciate it. I also would appreciate it if you leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. I was going to say iTunes, but um, you know everybody seems to be listening to it. It's almost like we have 12 plat- platforms that we're on, and I swear it's like evenly distributed. Well, actually, some people, there's a few more people that are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Apple Casts or whatever it's called. So uh, props to you if you are listening on Apple Casts. You can definitely, I know, you can leave a rating and review. I really appreciate it. I check the ratings and review weekly. Alright, <laughs> I check the ratings and reviews weekly, so if you put one up, I will definitely shout you out because I will see your name and I'll maybe even read your review online and you'll be happy because I mentioned you and your eloquent words that you put on the general fitness about the general fitness company cast. Anyways, yes, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode number 251 of the TR Expert Talks. Roll and stretch. Lego!
All right, so here we are back again for the second time on this wonderful Wednesday. Yeah, earlier on I was talking about, earlier on today I was talking about uh, how you know if you need new shoes. Essentially I was talking about running form and why sometimes it's not always new shoes or old shoes that can be uh, causing you stress and injury. Uh, sometimes it's uh, some physiological factors. Talked a little bit about strengthening your hip flexors and strengthening your quads so that your back can uh, take the take the brunt of your running. Yeah, I was speaking specifically, if you haven't heard it yet, but I was speaking specifically about a woman uh, that was getting tingling in her toes when she ran, and she didn't really do any weight training or resistance training, I should say, and uh, it was pretty uh, pretty apparent after not too uh, after not too much research or not yeah not too much research or not too much questioning that it was her uh her lack of rain, lack of strength in her hip flexors and her quads that kind of changed the dynamics of how she ran and it really didn't do much for her overall so uh say la vie that is how it goes that's uh that you can check out that episode it's a bonus episode so uh that's always a good stuff i wanted to kind of keep that going keep that theme going Uh, Keep that physical theme going. Keep that theme about running going. And I wanted to talk about foam rolling. I wanted to uh, re-address the foam rolling episode because uh, I talked about it a little bit ago. It was actually probably about two, maybe two months ago. And I I hate to say this, but (laughs) I was completely wrong. (laughs) Man. I hate to say it because it was only two months ago, but I was completely wrong about what I believed in foam rolling. I guess it's just how it goes. You, you research, you find stuff, and then you research again, and you find other stuff that just makes more sense. And that's how science goes, unfortunately. And fortunately, right? It's fortunate that we continue to progress and understand more and more, but it's, it's kind of unfortunate because sometimes you get stuck holding, looking, looking like the fool. You're stuck holding, stuck... You get stuck holding the short straw or whatnot <laughs> because you uh, end up saying some mis- misinformation. And, you know, I pride myself on saying what's right or what I believe to be correct. And what I was talking about with foam rolling was absolutely incorrect altogether. So we're going to readdress it. We're going to uh, make sure we, uh, what do you call that? What do the, uh, those newspapers say? Those news- newspapers uh, say uh, fact correct. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yes, that's what we're going to do today. Fact checked. We're going to correct ourselves. The correction. That's what it is. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't think of that. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to offer you correction. Correction episode uh, to uh, uh, what we were talking about before with the foam rolling. So with foam rolling, essentially, I talked about this. I'll give you what I talked about before and we'll talk about uh, what I really want to say today. So before I had, was under the impression that foam rolling was essentially you breaking up the scar tissue in your myofascia, right? And that's essentially kind of like what the the general knowledge is. A lot of trainers will probably still tell you that. They say that it's scar tissue that needs to be broken up and what the uh, the foam roller does and what these little knobby things do and all that stuff, what they do is they quote-unquote break up the, the, the scar tissue that is built up now like what i've heard before like with the scar tissue totally made sense you know like i i even gave it kind of a 
a, a description. It's essentially like scar tissue is what forms over the fascia, and it's like a scab. And when you really, you know rip the scab off, or when you break up the scab, essentially it helps the the muscle uh, function better. But if you think about that, like when you rip off a scab, it's not exactly a good thing, right? Like your scabs are there for a reason. So like I thought about that after that episode and I like looked into it a little bit more because I was like, that just doesn't seem right. And as I was looking into it, I kind of just somehow the universe kind of pointed me in the, in the direction of like these individual teachers that totally like flipped the whole script for me and they totally opened my eyes to what my fascia releases are and what foam rolling really is. So it was interesting to think about like how sometimes your intention can go one way and then that intention if you like if it focuses if you focus it strong enough you can really find out some really interesting things. So I'm really excited about uh, knowing uh, the correct information. Not so excited that I was incorrect, but you know that's life, right? You're not going to be right 100% of the times, uh, 100% of the time. And the fact that I have the humility could you call it humility i don't know i'm just want to set the record straight and i want to be on the record as being correct i don't want to have stuff out there that is incorrect and people call me on it and say hey jerry what about this you know that's that's never a good thing so uh we're going to talk about this today we're going to talk about foam rolling and as i said uh it's not exactly a myofascial it's not exactly uh a breakup of scar tissue so to speak so what a myofascial release really is, is that it helps create awareness in your muscles, okay? So it's not like it's a physical thing. It is a physical, it provides temporary physical relief, if that makes sense. Like, you're, like, when you do it, when you do myofascial releases, when you foam roll, or when you put those little thingies in your system, in your muscles, or whatever, you get a temporary, a temporary Release. You get a temporary uh, increase in range of motion. You get a temporary relief in the muscle, uh, but it doesn't last. And why that doesn't last is because the body is not purely physical. The body is physical and emotional and mental. So you can take that however you want, but it's not just your muscles that are like interacting with the world. Your brain has to has some play into it, right? The muscles send signals to your brain. This is brain sends signals back down to your muscle. So by thinking about it in a strictly muscular sense, you completely take the mind out of uh, out of the out of the system, which you could, right? I mean, like in a way you can, but. I mean, because that's the easiest way to study the body, but we've come across this conundrum a lot of times in science, and they've come across it to a point where they just don't know how to explain certain things yet. We're still, at a, I mean, we're still figuring things out, right? I mean, you can think about the uh, the double blind experiment with the electrons. I'm not sure how familiar you are with this one, or the photons, I should say, 
just a quick brief because this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about here. But just as a quick, if you're interested uh, and you don't feel like Googling, essentially, uh, because photons normally go into like a set pattern from what we can get uh, from what we see, uh, we found I, I can't even remember who it was. I want to say it was Einstein, but it probably wasn't Einstein. Maybe it was Einstein. But anyways, so with this double blind split uh, uh, photon experiment, essentially what happened is that they found I'm not going to give you the details of the experiment, but essentially found that photons, which are like the, the smallest source of light that we can measure, we found that, not we, but humans, <laughs> scientists, not we, but scientists found that uh, back in the day, uh, we have a huge influence on what happens to reality. They found out that when you actually think about the photons, when you pay attention to the photons, they essentially pick they pick where they want to go it seems like they have a consciousness if you pay attention to them if you don't pay attention to them uh they don't have a consciousness and they pretty much uh do random stuff they just do whatever they want but when they when you um when you pay attention to them essentially it has uh it has like uh, what seems to be conscious and it goes from like goes from being like two particles because what that's what it does that's what it starts off as two particles i'm doing a terrible job explaining this because i didn't want to explain the experiment but anyways it goes from two particles to one particle when you pay attention when you don't pay attention it stays two particles so essentially what that means is that our consciousness has a huge effect on our reality however we just can't figure out how to measure it because the fact that measuring something would actually put your consciousness into it you're always going to have some kind of like some kind of what is it uh error oh, yeah error term so to speak in uh your measurements because of the fact that your consciousness is going to have some type of effect on the uh, results of the experiment so anyways the reason why i mentioned that reason <laughs> why i mentioned that i almost forgot about why i mentioned that but the reason why i mentioned that is because like i said uh, your consciousness has a lot to do with what your body experiences in your uh your what your body experience has a lot to do with your consciousness or your emotions so what we're finding out now is that there's a lot to do like even though you can and we could, I could be getting real deep with this, but I'm trying to stay trying to stay in the shallow end, except uh, uh, on this one, I'm <laughs> trying to save it for uh, those fulfillment Fridays where I get to little get a little bit more cere- cerebral. But anyways, uh, so essentially, what we're doing here with the um, with the uh, foam rolling is that we're creating awareness into our body and what we do is like with that temporary like relaxation or that temporary relief or temporary increase in the range of motion what you want to do from there is then you want to do like your range of motion type exercises you want to move that joint or that muscle through that range of motion as quickly as possible after your foam rolling because, as I said, it's not just a physical thing. The physical effects wore off shortly afterwards. I can't remember exactly what I saw where the effect... I think it was like half an hour or something like that. It wasn't a lot. 
So like you'll have half an hour, half an hour where like you'll be all loosey goosey. But if you don't stretch and like practice getting in that range of motion, your body's going to essentially go back to homeostasis, and you're going to be essentially in the same position. And you just kind of went through that pain just for thirty minutes of uh, of, of of increased range of motion, so to speak. So. This doesn't really need to be a long episode, although I'm looking down at the timer and somehow it became a longer episode. (laughs) I don't even know how this happens anymore. I'm just talking and all of a sudden I'm like, what in the world? I've been talking for 10 minutes already. It just happens now. (laughs) I remember it used to be a struggle for me to get to five minute episodes. But anyways, look, so what you want to do is like essentially I'm giving you the like the 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 breakdown of how you want to foam roll. Essentially what you want to do, you can foam roll. Well, pretty much any way you want. I mean, obviously there's certain ways that if you listen to my previous episode, those still apply and your technique with foam rolling, that's always the same. You want to kind of go with the muscle instead of against the muscle. There's certain muscle groups that are like kind of not shaped that way. So you can kind of play around with that. But for the most part, you want to just kind of stay away from your spinal cord. Do not roll out your spinal cord. That's a bad move. Try to stay away from the lower back because then that puts compression on your spine uh, so you don't want to roll the lower back out, not to mention that it also puts uh, compression on that sciatic nerve, which can uh, you know, cause irreversible damage. So you want to make sure you want to stay away from your bones for the most part when you're trying to foam roll. I would stay within the muscles, maybe within the ligaments, you know, kind of close to the bones. But I definitely, if you're going to stay away, if you're going to roll your bones, go for it. But do not roll out your spinal cord because there's some very valuable things that are inside your cord that you don't want to put pressure on. So, yeah, stay away from rolling your spinal cord. Try to, you know, I would say like the best move, you really don't need to roll out your your lower back. I've talked about this Uh, In other episodes that you need to roll out your lower back, but I don't think you do because at the end of the day, most of your back issues are normally caused by tighter quads, tighter IT bands, tighter hip flexors. So if you take care of those, you probably wouldn't even need to worry about rolling your lower back again because you don't need to really worry about uh, the range of motion in your lower back. You know, you don't really do a lot of extension and flexion that is, uh, you know, that is going to be functional with your lower back. So I would say I, I would just probably stay away from rolling your lower back altogether. So that kind of does it for my episode. I don't really have much more to say about foam rolling. Just like I said, stay away from the spine. Uh, make sure you stay kind of rolling with the muscle, with the, the fibers of the muscle. Try not to go uh, against the grain, so to speak. You also want to uh, make sure that you understand that is only a 30 minute relief so you after you get your foam rolling done you, you should go right into your range of motion whether it be static stretches or your cars your controlled articulate articulated rotations or your other extra uh, other types of stretches whether it be like dynamic stretching or whatnot uh, but either way what you want to do is as soon as you get that myofascial release you kind of want to work into that range of motion and get your body familiar with that range of motion so it's not so much of a shock next time you try to get into that range of motion and your muscles are like, nope, we don't want any part of that. <laughs> so yeah, do that. Foam roll, stretch. Both in conjunction, in conjunction as opposed to what I was saying before is foam rolling is good on its own and stretching is good on its own. If you really want to get the good life, if you really want to live <laughs> that life where you're super flexible, then you will foam roll and stretch.
All right, so that does it for my episode. I really appreciate you listening to this second episode on this wonderful Wednesday. I hope you get a chance to listen to both. Uh, maybe you listen to them in the morning. Maybe you listen to them in the afternoon. Maybe you listen to them to the evening. But either way, whenever you're listening, I really do hope you're having a good one. I do appreciate you listening. And as always, keep good company.